episode, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it of all ages, we accept everybody here at Rump Chat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we do. No anyway, matter who you uh, are. No matter who you are or what you are, uh, we will take your four ninety nine on Rump Chat Raw. <laughs> it's a good investment, really. It is a good investment. Hello, everybody. It is the fall season, and it feels so good. Oh, it is not it? eight million degrees in San Angelo, Texas. It's beautiful. Re- We're doing projects. I'm home. It's I really awesome. feel like that fall just started last week down here. It really did in the southern states because it's been a hundred and eight. Then one day, magically, you wake up and it's forty nine degrees. The leaves <sighs> are turning. The rodeo yes. season is over. All the cowboys can take a deep breath, unless you're sixteenth. Yep. Unless you're sixteenth, pissed. But I want to shout God out on that. Fall. Real silent. Wyatt Denny, Parrot Ryan, two years in a row. Oh yeah, get that old GB Seltzer. So Let's get one going. Um, Wyatt Denny's ended up sec or sixteenth in the Bearback Ride in the last two two years, and that is the most positive guy. So I'm an Abilene. So I'm in Omaha, and he comes up. Shakes, you know, an Abilene is Tallman's hand and, and Omaha's uh, Boyd's hand and comes over and says, hi, he's just, it's just a good dude. Like, you know, you just tend to root for those guys. They're just, I just, uh, and he's been three times. It's not like he's never been, but you know, I just, I was, uh, I was pushing for him and I love Ty Brewer. He's a great guy and hell of a bareback rider. You know, I wasn't, it's not, I'm not rooting against anybody. It just right. two years in a row. Can you imagine that being two years in a row? from winning, you know, at least probably even a shitty finals is like 50, 60,000. I can't imagine. Plus what I've seen and you've seen with the end of the year guys trying to make it. Lou Casey Morris made it 15th. Mm-hmm. He was so beat to shit. I mean, he yeah. looked absolutely horrible at the end. He had a broken leg. He had Omaha. He punctured a lung at San Juan. I mean, that dude was beat to absolute well, crap and he and, kept and- rolling. Yeah, and but but you knew sixteenth was going to go because Sage isn't you know he's not riding and Sage is still in the top fifteen. Mm-hmm. So um, I can't remember the kid's name is his first time he made it in, but which is great. That's that that's good. And um, even if Sage was healthy, I believe um, per rule that he didn't hit his minimum rodeo requirement. Which so is like Reed, 45 so Reed, or something. Reed, Reed Oftendahl. Oftendahl made it. That's it. Yes. Correct. Wow. Because Sage Kimsey, um, well, he's still injured. I mean, he's healing, so he's not. But I, but I believe he, uh, yeah, he didn't hit his minimum rodeo count, which is like 40 or 45 rodeos, something like that. But here's the deal. From, how, from my best knowledge. How gangster is that? You rodeo at the first of the year, you get hurt. You don't rodeo all year Mm-mm. and you still make the finals. Like, that's yeah, pretty, that's pretty badass, honestly. There's only a few names like Sage and Stetson and, you know, a couple other guys, you know, uh, Casey Fields that can do that. You know what I mean? I went to six it, rodeos, made the NFR, not a big deal. <laughs> it's know? no big deal. It's no big deal. But uh, let's get into it. So uh, you posted. The other day, some questions. So we're just gonna we're just gonna talk to our fans today. Well, and the reason you that the I did fans. that is, I I uh, you know Flint's gonna come on the show. He texted me back the other day. Oh Flint yeah, Rasmus and one of the uh, best. He's got an event right now, right? Yeah, he's at an well, event. The, 
And he's like, I want to be on Rump Chat. He goes, I want to. We got to make it happen. So um, we were kind of visiting, and he did a show by himself for an hour and 20 minutes where he just answered questions. So I got to visit with him about it. He's like, you and Hambo never really answer questions. Like, you kind of make your own shit up. <laughs> like, well, we ask, and then we answer ourselves. That's Yeah. I, I love that comment Metters made in 2020 FR. On the live broadcast, he says, you know, those guys got a special talent. They'll ask you a question and end up answering it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Which we're getting better at. We really I feel, are. I really feel like we have evolved on Rump Chat. Is like we're getting better about <laughs> our interviews and even our language. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, you know, better. sorry we're not Barbara Walters here. Okay. Barbara effing Walters. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, yeah, let's get the, into it, bud. Okay, so question number one, there, there's tons of questions, and everybody, our 15,000 followers on social media, thank you for uh, keeping up with us. So the one that I thought was really uh, was really good, we have literally heard my story a hundred times on here, on Dale Brisby's podcast. We've always talked about how I got to be a rodeo clown, like the weird progression and how it all worked out. We had a couple of people put on there the other day. Hambone has never told his rodeo story. So kind of putting you on the spot here, but it, it's the truth. You've never really told us how you got to be in the sound business and what that's all entailed. So no pressure, but it's your time to tell your story. Well, I, um, so, um, I did rodeo or to rodeo radio in, uh, council bluffs iowa at the community college i was going to called iowa western community college the reavers go reavers and uh which is a river pirate by the way you know it's on the missouri river anyway anywho um so i always got into music you know always dig music and that's why we've had a couple music podcasts which are which which have gotten great reviews you know a lot of people messaging saying oh my god i listened to my kids and told them this is the good music you know and stuff like that which is cool but um, I was always into that. And then when I went into radio, um, you know, and I, I, I did that two and a half years and then you really figure out how shitty ro- radio pay is yeah, and you can't, you're, you know, you're going to be in like Bismarck, North Dakota midnights, you know, to 3am, which there's nothing you're not like making just bank, you know, <laughs> it's a smaller market as I mean, right. But, uh, cause that was one job. I say that because there was a job opening there, um, uh, that I was looking at and it, paying like you know eighteen thousand dollars a year and i'm a like year oh my God. yeah yeah because wow. you're working three hours a night you know it's kind of part-time gig really you know um it's just like unless you you know hit it syndicated and that's what you that's huge is when you hit syndication howard stern or uh todd and tyler in omaha you know they were the big show in omaha and they got syndicated so um that's when you make the big money but it's just, it's hard to make money in radio. And then, um, I was in rapid city, South Dakota, working for us smokeless tobacco. This is years later. And, um, I'm in the hotel room one evening and I'm in the sitting on the toilet and my Gross. phone rings and it's Mike Servi. And when Mike Servi at this point in my life, like Mike, he still just doesn't call you randomly. Right. You know? Yeah. So I answered, <laughs> I answered him like, Hello, and he says, you know, Hambone, would you? We're talking, uh, and would you like to do some of the music at some of our rodeos? And I said, I'd love to, Mike, but 
I have no money. Like I have no money to buy a sound system, buy laptops, do all this. And uh, he says, you just get what you need. Send me the bill and you know, we'll work it out later. And, um, so I went and bought about twelve, fifteen thousand dollars worth of stuff. <laughs> oh shit. You and, didn't, you uh, didn't go to the bottom bar- barrel. You went to the top. No. Well, and in retrospect now, you know, I mean, that was, that was literally like two speakers, an amp, uh, <laughs> a mixing board. I mean, it was very, you know, small system. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, so I, I, I did that and then, you know, and I didn't get help from anybody, you know, nobody gave me music. Nobody gave me a laptop already set up, you know, like you see anymore, you know, fathers giving sons, brothers giving each other, you know, husband giving wives laptop already set up. But Friends, I, here you go. You know, I didn't have this. that. I built mine from the, from the ground up. But there probably wasn't not trying to date you here, but even probably eight years ago, there wasn't laptops like there is now going. Is that? Well, well, I mean, there was still, there wasn't as many people doing it. Correct. Right. You know, we're, we're talking nearly 20 years ago, you know, 18, 18 years ago. Well, this will be my 15th year at Denver. So yeah, about 17 years ago, um, 17, 18 years ago. Well, hell here it is. I graduated in Oh one high school. So Oh three, you know, we think in Oh three Oh four and then I worked for a few years for smokeless. So yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around in there a little after hey. maybe, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, no, it wasn't like, here you go. Here's all this music. Go have fun. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I had to learn how to run the program sports on pro, which is very easy to run, but I downloaded, I had to figure everything out. I didn't ask anybody, you know, um, a lot of people, cause Benji and I are friends think that he set me up. No, no. All the music, Benji gave me 15 old country songs one time. Cause boy told me I need to expand my pre-show music and, and, and he labeled the file, uh, Benji's music. Don't misuse. I was like, fuck you. What were, what were the 15, <laughs> what I don't were the even 15 know. old country songs where they like, I don't know. Uh, I don't Hank know. Williams Jr. No. And I say that uh, F you out of love, but, um, <laughs> it's, it's funny. I've told him that he knows, but anyway, uh, and he was joking, but seriously, but I'm just saying, um, you find out more and more now that, you know, here you go, here's a laptop, you know, I, I, here you go. And it just didn't have that. And so, which I think was an asset, you know, um, it helped me create things on my own instead of just taking somebody else's show. Does that make sense? Right. No, uh, it makes it'd, be like, it'd be like Liesl going, here's all my jokes, go tell them. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, but I also think that it doesn't matter how many songs you have on a computer you have to have the feel to do it. Like True. it's not, you can get, you can give all your stuff away, but it doesn't make somebody good. I've seen a lot of good music guys that have everything lined up and they still suck. So like, who? there's a lot of feel to it. Like who? I feel. What? Like who? <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> I, you know what? You want a name? I'll give yeah. you a name. Uh, the lady, Anita <laughs> Jesser. From Idaho. <laughs> she ran the music at Industry Hills, California when I worked for the Flying U out there, and it was the worst it's ever been. She played Highway to the Danger Zone for uh, about 15 minutes, just ran the slider up and down. And I'm not talking bad. I'm just saying. Yeah, that, you are. No, I'm not. I'm just you saying I did not like her, uh, the way that she handled her music. There you go. And that, okay. that's fair. That's, that's, that's fair. fair. 
That's very yeah. fair. Not saying nothing you know, bad about her as a person, but it was let's go the next cowboy junior version. Highway bucks off the danger zone, and then when the next goes <laughs> highway, so I mean, it doesn't matter what you got; it's how you use it. <laughs> that's what she Correct. said. Uh, yes, yes, that's what she said. And sorry, we're getting um, we're digressing, but no, we're not. This is still on the um, sound note. But anyway, but yeah, so I did like you know Sterling, Colorado, Yuma, Colorado, Clovis, New Mexico. My first uh, PRCA rodeo, also your first period, not the same year, but um, both of our our first PRCA rodeos were the same rodeo, Clovis, New Mexico. And then uh, my very first rodeo was a uh, was a. Uh, uh, what do they call it? A industry rodeo where it was like, a, it was Microsoft. It was in Denver and the old show a- ring. Um, yeah, they called it, they had a name for them. Anyway, it was basically for Microsoft and they had a conference in Denver and it came from all around the world and it was about 500 people. And, and we went in there and that was the very first, I had like seven songs. Um, but you know, you bucked a, a horse and you rode a bull and you, Rope to steer. It was just, uh, you know, kind of a one convention of those. rodeo. Convention rodeo. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, they go on a lot. They're still, they still do that. But um, after a couple of years of that, and then um, actually speaking of Flint, um, Kurt uh, Blake did the music at Denver for a long time. Since since the band, when the band went away, Kurt came in. What you need the did band it. go away at Denver? I have no idea. I have no idea, but, uh, um, you know, Kurt who helps Flint at his show, obviously. And then Kurt was, did that for a long time. And then he was doing some other PBRs and then his, um, uh, wife, girlfriend, I don't know what, what she was anyways, uh, came in and was doing some, and then he wanted to do more of the PBRs. And so he asked me, I was working for Tommy Joe Lucia, um, calling the show spots and videos and stuff like that in, in Dallas at the Texas stampede, um, uh, at the American airlines center or arena, there's an American airlines center and American airlines arena. I think it was a center, but, um, anyway, that's, and he asked me, he said, Hey, do you, would you, you know, could you do Denver? And I'm like, uh, okay. You what? know, like, holy shit. And, uh, yeah, he, he was, he was went on to, he wanted to do more PBR stuff. So he did that, and then I I got Denver, and and um, that was it. I mean, when I got Denver again, there wasn't, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry, everybody's brother, sister, son, daughter, you know, doing music. And so it, when can it I, came, it came hard and fast. And can I put um, you on the spot here a little bit though? Yeah. Like, was that weird that that was your, you know, I mean, Denver that was your breakout rodeo. That's not like most people were that kind of ease into the game because that's obviously a huge um, production so much more like you can work a big rodeo at sound, but Denver is not one. You just work to sound like that is a, it's kind of a knocker. It is. It is, but I didn't know any different, you know, at the time it was, um, it was obviously I couldn't that first perf. I couldn't spit, you know, I was so dry (laughs) mouth. Well, first off you're working with Boyd. You know, so it's very intimidating. Um, and and at this time, you know, Boyd and I had known each other, obviously, but he'd never worked with me musically, but he knew who I was. And and again, not a lot of options. They had asked Benji, 
And Benji's like, it's going to cost this much. And they're like, ah, no, better not, you know? And, <laughs> no uh, comment. yeah. And, and so, um, obviously, you know, being a new guy, I just, I, I got what Kurt was getting, you know, but uh, Benji was a, you know, a few, a lot more than, yeah. than that. And, um, so they went with me and it was kind of someone that boy could train, you know, there and, and not train just like how everything goes. And if I didn't have that, you know, I wouldn't be what I was today as far as timing. You know, there was a lot of scoldings and stuff like that and volume. I'll never forget the short round. The short round. This was huge. The Denver short round. And I'm working it and we're going. And I remember Ryan Gray rides the hair off this horse. And he's like 88 points, something like that. Big score. And all of a sudden, and I'm jamming. I'm thinking we're rocking and rolling. And I feel this huge bear paw on my shoulder and he squeezes. And he says, you're going to be that fucking loud and turn me up. No. Oh. oh no burn i mean did you man pee? did you a pee? little bit <laughs> but you know we went on and it was still the most exciting thing that you know obviously i'll never forget that so denver denver was my obviously launching point and then from there on it, it went it rolled fast i mean i got rapid city shortly after that and then on to san angelo um albuquerque just a lot of a lot of bigger piallup a lot of bigger rodeos just started coming around that I, I went out with the flying U, and you know again there wasn't a ton of people doing music and like there um, is now like there is now and um so it just i i filled up very fast and very blessed um and and i got to i still get to work with a lot of awesome people and so but but that's kind of the story that so so mike Servi calling me on the toilet um really started everything off and uh <laughs> but i will tell you this though when mike Servi calls you you answer you answer and I, I do that too like he calls me every now and then and does not if it's three in the morning if you are uh in the middle of your child being born if mike Servi calls you answer the phone it's mm -hmm. you know and he's um Shout out to him. He's getting uh, inducted for the Gold Buckle Gala at the NFR this yeah, year. Yeah, that's a, a very well-earned uh, spot. You know, so, um, say what you want about Mike. Mike was um, and has been. He's one of the last few. I mean, Cotton's gone now. You know, Harry's gone. Bob Barnes. Uh, Bob Barnes is gone. You know, just that that era of, of guys, and, and many before them, uh, um, that era of stock contractor, you know, there's just not many left. Yeah. Um, Jim Sutton, um, you know, Corco, Jim Corco, throw him in there. Uh, you know, Benny, um, kind of that heritage. Benny's kind of a, obviously a lot younger than Mike, but you know, yeah. from that same cup, from that same, same cloth that, and, and that, that same genre. Era, yeah. That genre. Yeah. So, um, anyway, pretty cool. But yeah, that, that's basically, that's that's how that happened and that's i really feel like a lot version. of us we get in this business kind of on accident you know like you don't ever plan on it and then you just end up being in it you yeah know? I, I i was i was in a i was working for my brother-in-law dave cannon uh barcy ranch i was uh feeding um we had a little, uh, couple feedlot pens there and I was, I remember I was feeding, uh, cattle and Marv Witt, who was, uh, the main guy at Denver, not the president that was Pat Grant, but, 
he was the uh, Leon Bick of today. Um, he was that position, and he called me, and I was like, oh, my God, you know, here I am. It's really happening. And uh, he emailed me a contract, and I, I remember I was in their little house, and I printed it off and signed it, and I, I mailed it back that day. It was it was pretty surreal, which was it was it was awesome. So, oh, it happens so fast. Some of these, some of our questions. <laughs> Let's get to one more hard question before we go. Some fun ones. Okay. Um, they write, "What is the hardest part of being a sound man slash being a barrel man?" So I'll let you go first, and I will go second. Mm. Hardest part of your job. Hardest part is is towing the line, I guess you could say. It's the towing the line as far as like like I said, you know, not being too loud and getting, you know, pushing your announcer, you know, and, and pissing them off. And it's not being too soft to where you're not entertaining the crowd. Right. So it's it's basically it's it's the line of doing too much and not enough. And it's it's so hard. Um at times when, when you, when you just, I, I say for me that that's, that's probably the hardest part. Towing the line. Toe the line. Love ain't because, always on time. Because that's why I get like, you know, you know, Richard Jones and Arducci and them that do the PB, PBRs music leads the way. So that's jam it, you know, but when you're at Denver again and you got to do 26 purse with one announcer, well, 20 PRCA. <sighs> Yeah. Boys got help at, in the first three and then, and then the PBRs, but, um, so 20 purse though. Yeah. In a week and a half. Just you can't rock jam it. You can, you can't just hammer down. And so <laughs> it's a lot different than, than doing those, you know? Right. Anyway, that's what I'd say. I would say the hardest part of my job is dealing with people, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I don't mean that rude, but uh, dealing with people is the hardest job. Like being a rodeo clown is fun. It's easy. Like once the, uh, the rodeo starts to the time, the last bulls buck, that is the absolute perfect time of day. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's good. But you know, uh, the rodeo part's easy. It's, it's the hard part is dealing with people, always being on your a game. And I, I don't agree. mean, to, I don't mean to sound like a bitch, but I mean, honestly, like it's, it's so hard to always be happy, <laughs> you know, yep. like I'm a, I'm a happy guy and I always promote, Hey, stay positive, man. Let's all be happy. But there's some days where I just don't feel like dealing with, with people. I don't want to talk to nobody. I, I just want to sit in the trailer and, and not that I'm lazy or, you know, not outgoing, but there's, there's a lot of days where I just want to chill and, mm-hmm. uh, from dealing, you know, from January till um, November, which is my rodeo schedule, there's a lot of times where I'm like, man, I just don't want to talk to nobody. And it's not nothing personal. Uh, it's not that I'm trying to be rude or I think I'm better than anybody because I don't. But I just, people are hard to deal with, especially yep. in the rodeo business where um, it might be a rodeo committee guy that's like, knocks on your door at seven, hey, we need you to come down to the quick trip and sign autographs. I'm not going to go down there. Oh, you think yeah. you're better than everybody? No, it's not that. It's just it's seven o'clock in the morning. Well, God dang, what do you got to do all day? Well, I I got other things going on, you know. I, I, so I always love, uh, you know, when they make you guys go to to you know old people homes. 
not <laughs> yeah. nursing homes. Like we're not going to sell a lot of tickets here. Yeah. I get it I going mean, to schools, stuff like that. Maybe, maybe down to the Western store to sign some autographs. I get that. But nursing homes. <laughs> well, they're, 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 they're in bed before the production meeting. Well, and, you know, there's so many good committee guys out there. So many good. But there's a lot of times when you're rodeoing really hard where you just get somewhere and you just need some time not to have to to talk to anybody, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, <laughs> you know, which has been better, and I'm not going to go into it, but, you know, uh, with the Cowboy Channel, <laughs> as we've talked about, that also oh, makes it a little harter, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not getting into it, but you know, just to always second guessing yourself, Hey, did I say this last week? Should I say it yeah, here? I don't, I don't think it's been that bad though lately. Has it? No, it's actually been really good. It's been really good. Uh, it's not been as violent this year. Um, but the, I would say the ultimate hardest is trying to find something that everybody likes, because if you look at a comedy club, okay. So if somebody goes to see Dave Chappelle, they know what they're going to see. Hmm. that's their kind of comedy. If somebody goes to see Ron White, they know what they want to see. That's their kind of comedy. Now in a rodeo, you have young people, you have tourists, you have diehard rodeo fans. You have some people that kind of like rodeo. I mean, to so the comedy trying to, to fit the narrative of everybody there is pretty tough sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's why uh, it's changed. And no matter what the old rodeo clowns say, um, because there is a lot of old rodeo clowns. By God, if you don't have a clown act with a horse and a dog and a mule and a car, you ain't a clown act. People aren't into the same things anymore. People, it's always going to change, you know? And, mm-hmm. and one thing that I hope, I hope and pray that when I'm done in this business, that I left it better and I'm not a grouchy asshole that talks shit on Facebook, <laughs> you know? Because I get that all the time. By God, you show up with a Spider-Man suit and you call it a clown act. Well, at one act of the year. So, well, it, yeah, but not, I mean, you, you got it when you're done, you're done. I'm like, I don't watch rodeos at home. I don't. I, I used like, to. You know, did you, did you see this? Nope. Nope. I'm watching probably Octonauts with Gus or, you know, some freaky weird show with my wife. Um, freaky isn't like scary and not freaky. <laughs> freaky dicky. I wish you would. Trust me. <laughs> So no, I, I don't, I don't watch, I don't want to listen to other people do music and, and, uh, cause I'm a very judgmental person. I mean, let's look inside. I will judge you, <laughs> but you're very, and, and I will cuss you if you play something that I've played in the last 10 years. <laughs> but I will say this with okay. all the, with all the hard of in Shannon stalls, which was on here, he's never listened to rope chat still. And, uh, gives me shit constantly and mm-hmm. you know i'll be trying to talk to him like yeah man you know it just kind of sucks he's like oh god your life's so hard your life's so hard i'm telling it you it don't matter it don't matter how much you love your job there's t- things you're not gonna like about it and i love rodeo on morning thing i love it to death uh never want to do anything else but at the same time there's also times when i'm like how bad would it be to be a banker, <laughs> you know, come well, home at five? And, uh, you're right. You know what? And oh, the grass and, is always greener. If I didn't have that, you know, well over six figures trailer sitting there, I could have a boat, you know, uh, <laughs> I could uh, a jet ski. You can have multiple things, you Couple know, without all the, you know, a six figure sound system sitting there. Another two sound systems that are, you know, been bought right. over the years. It's like, God. Dog it, which those are if him 
fucking system. Just call me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got so, a couple I need to get rid of. I guess I'd say I never complained about rodeo for a living, but I will say this for all the people that always like tell you rodeos like I'd do anything to be in your shoes, man, as good as it is, that's it's, there's always, uh, there's always an issue. There's always things that can be better. Yeah. And it's easy to sit. I'm sure if I had another job, I'd sit at home and be like, if I could only rodeo full time. And sometimes when you're rodeoing full time, it's like, man, it sure'd be cool to be home to see the kids mm-hmm. at soccer practice. So it's just, I don't know. Those things happen. Seasons highs, tides, and lows. It's George Strait. So the hardest part for me, dealing with people. People. Sometimes. Yeah. So wow, we went on forever about that. Well, that's a question. It is. Well, let's get into some fun things. Let's All right, y'all. Sorry. We're, we're done being douchers. Um, <laughs> well, probably never done doing that. So let's start at the top. Um, Lance and Gallagher. Uh, yeah, we, I don't check out the earlier episodes. We love Netflix, the dirt. Um, one of the greatest non or greatest fictional pretty much. Well, it was, I guess it was real, but it was a lot of it was blown out proportion. Anyway, we it's love it. so good still to watch um, this day. Let's see here. Uh, Brittany Van Riper, Ripper, Van Ripper. Okay, so hear me out. A rump chat blind date at the NFR. Oh. You set up a single you you set up a single person, and they have to go out on a date of your choosing, and then do an interview afterwards. It could be hilarious. I want to do this. I've been thinking about this nonstop. We've tried to do this with with uh, with Tuck with Tuckness, but it didn't work out. But I honestly that got eleven think- likes. That got 11 likes. So there's, there's some, I, I hmm. honestly think this could be the thing of this year. Okay. So I really want to put this out on social media, nominate your person, nominate one gal, nominate one guy. We pick the girl, we pick the guy and, and we pay for them to go to eat at the Mirage, um, where we can cop it. <laughs> where, where we can so where, where we, are we going to per diem? <laughs> yeah. They get to go uh, to the barrage and they get to go to my party. And, uh, afterwards they get to private, out private table, private yeah. table at your party. Um, we ought to ask, uh, Casey Jones first about this, but let's, no, let's, it's let's, fine. let's I'll let's, bet he'll be fine with it. Let's snowball this. Let's snowball this. Okay. So, uh, private, uh, uh, yes. Private table, bottle of champagne provided you are 21 plus. um, you because know? we could do an interview directly after. Because once you get home from the NFR, back to the Mirage. Uh, da, 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 da. No. Well, next day. Next day. Well, but you could come Lock by Lock happen there. after midnight. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So mm. I honestly want to do that. I think this could be the best thing in Rump Chat history if we did the Rump Chat blind date. What about if I pick the guy, you pick and the I'll, gal. And I'll pick the girl. Okay. So, yeah. um, so DM um, at Rump Chat. Uh, uh, or private message if you're on Facebook, DM yeah. on Insta. Um, please nominate your person, but they have to be at the NFR. Um, this can take some coordination because it's gonna, you know, it's, uh, yeah. So you know what I mean? Because they, they're gonna date, be like, I'm there. The you know the date. Um, so what about the first the, Saturday? Is that too soon? No, it's too busy. Too many committees there. First Monday. Let's do like, like, uh, okay, let's do the eighth, the second Thursday, December 8th. That's a good date. What's your best date? It would be not too hot, not too cold. 
whiskey right Nugiani. there right, right there. there okay so right say the date the again and let's get some let's get some calls rolling okay everybody this. december 8th 2022 rump chat blind date night you will receive a private entrance into rump's watch party at the mirage a bottle of champagne providing uh, only 21 or plus for this yeah, you gotta be 21 only 21 or plus you have to provide identification nobody under 21 um we will send you to dinner before the rodeo um at our buffet of choice we will no we'll figure There's something a, the, out yeah the rodeo watch party starts at 5 45 oh it does yeah. Okay. Well, um, hmm. anyway, maybe it's after. Anyway, we will b- provide dinner, watch party access, bottle of champagne, and um, yeah, whatever we can come up with. And um, yeah, How rump awesome chat gear. Be? Rump chat gear. I actually Caps. have some gear with me. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Go- oh, that's yeah. nice. I don't have anything. How'd you get it? Well, <laughs> we had to steal it from Bucci. So. Well, Bucci, send me some. That's but we're go- we're going big on uh, merch this year, so you will be able to get your merch at the NFR at the convention center daily. Yep, at the Cinch booth where we will be every day at eleven a.m. Wouldn't that be great if if we do that and then these two people fall in love and then we interview them later? How awesome would that be? We like the ladies, man. You remember that movie, The Ladies Man, or maybe. Film? Or 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 would it be better if they just have like a really bad sexual experience? Oh God! You know what I mean? Like, well, she we rips can't on him. What happens. I think that would be awesome. Can you imagine? Um, we're not promoting having like we're not. No, of course not. Out, but of course not. But what if it love? Would love is in the air? Yeah, and you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we. You know, I I tell you, maybe we send them to the rodeo. We could probably find some tickets. What if we uh what if we nominated Skaggs to be the bachelor? Ooh. Oh, who would go on a date with Jeff Skaggs? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's our bachelor. Well, he might be working. Yeah. I uh I can't go out on no date. I gotta work. I really I, I really think that we that we go ahead and do that the, the nomination. It's kind of like they nominate the if you want to sing the national anthem at the NFR. <laughs> you got to nominate. So okay, if, send a video. You must send pictures and video. Send a right? video of why your friend why? should be on the rub chat. Correct. Date. Not of the friend, but why you want them on there. Pictures of who, what they are, who they are, what they are. <laughs> Man and woman must yeah. have penis, must have vagina. We are not yeah. doing it's no it's. So my name is um, Shelly Gibson and my friend is Shauna. And I think that she needs to be involved in rump chat blind date. Shauna is 22 years old. And she's from Briscoe, Texas and loves rodeo and hanging out and running barrels. And, and she's, she's got, got a got great personality. And huge boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I think this could be the deal. <laughs> what was the old MT move? <laughs> well, I mean, like you have to explain because honestly, in, what in was relation- it? Yeah. What was the old MTV show with Jenny McCarthy? Was that? Oh, gosh. What was it? I'm going to have to look that up. <clears throat> it was a dating it Ru- show. It wasn't Room Raiders, was it? No. No, was- no, it was a dating show. I mean, we're talking. I was young. Um, 
Hold on. Blind date. Blind. Uh, no, she was on. It wasn't blind date. It wasn't a blind date. Um, singled out. That's singled it. Singled out. Yes, from ninety-five to ninety-seven. Jenny McCarthy. What, so what about Playboy this? Playmate. So if the the couple makes it, then I could have them on the pre-show at the Mirage. <laughs> hmm. You never know. This could be. You know, I was uh, me and Ashley. We are, are together because of uh, somebody set us up on a date. You know, so I mean, this year in November will be 15 years of marriage and triplets, and it's all because mm. a friend put us together. So, me and you, Hambone, we may not know it, but right now, the key to love might mm. be in our hands. Damn. Can I say a poem real quick? Yeah, go for it. What is love? What is this <laughs> longing in our hearts for togetherness? Is it not the sweetest flower? Does not this flower of love have the fine, fine aroma of sweet, sweet diamonds? Does not the wind love the earth? Is not love un- not unlike the not it is unliking to? Are you with somebody tonight? Don't hold back your love. Pull out everything you've got and do it in the butt by Leon Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> you mean- you remember Leon the, lady, the ladies' man. The ladies' man. You yeah. Gotta you've got to do it with the with the lisp. Uh, yes. Uh, the ladies' man. Um, Leon Phelps. I think on I a side it. note, we should do one rump chat just on romantic advice. Romantic yeah, advice. Man, I'm confused. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Have you went to a bowling alley or a bus station and not worn underpants? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Rump chat, rump chat, blind date at the NFR. It's on. Awesome. I love it. We will it. start promoting that. We have to get with Ferg. We got to get that on social media. Send in your videos immediately. Hmm. Be um, great. Oh, Sean Strickland, our, our buddy Sean. Um, have you ever sat, Rump, have you ever sat in a kiddie pool in a Speedo with a miniature bull? Yeah, um, I actually have. Go to Wyoming. <laughs> That is in the, in the Mo Betta days. Uh, we, you know, didn't have any days off because you had a rodeo every day. Every day from June 1st to August 31st, the Cody Night Rodeo. But over the 4th, um, you didn't have to do anything. So, because all the stock was gone, so more gave you those days off. And Sean had a miniature bull they used to promote the rodeo. And uh, Sean went to the place, and actually, that's where the Blue Speedo started. That's my really? first Blue Speedo, yeah. Sean went to the uh, sporting goods store and bought two blue speedos and said, "You know, it would be a funny joke. Let's buy a mini pool and we'll put this bull in it, and me and you will sit in this pool with this uh, miniature bull and these blue speedos." So, in the backyard, it was me, Sean Strickland, a mini pool, a miniature bull, and we were both in speedos, and nice. we just got hammered drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's kind of a it doesn't sound as funny talking about it but the time when like our neighbors were driving by and they looked in the backyard and there we were with a miniature bull and the bull got in the pool which uh actually got on the pool way easier than you would think for a miniature mm. bull like he walked in pretty (laughs) standard so the blue speedo started with san angelo texas's own sean strickland yeah he moved here yeah fun little fact Hey, um, uh, Clay Doyle, a friend at Fort Worth. What's your uh, take on aggressively helpful people who seem to be experts on all subjects? Oh my God, do I got a story for this? And I can't get into it right now. 
but I got a guy on a committee for the Fiesta that I can't. Mm, this guy, I, I'm I'm just teasing. I'm not going to say anything right now, but talk about aggressively. Oofta. I okay. know more than you, and I will yeah. tell you. Yeah. Yep. Um. Let's see. What's the hardest path for both of you about being in? Okay, we answer that. Sorry, Kenny Cody, we answered that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> block A, Blake Minimum, Coors Light, White Claw, Keystone. Start one, bench one, cut one, and go. <laughs> uh. Um, yeah, I know it's yours. Yours is start one is is White Claw, bench one is Keystone, cut one. Uh, no, uh, uh, bench one is Coors Light, and start one or or uh, cut one is Keystone. I cut Keystone. Yeah, that's yeah. that. I was a key. Uh, I was a Keystone Light dude. Like you didn't oh, even know me, me too back Keystone in the days. Day. I know me. Yeah, same same with me. I mean, I thought Keystone. I was stepping up when I went from Milwaukee's best light to Keystone. You think a lot of people that drink beer once they get older switch beers because, like, I can't even think about drinking Keystone Light anymore. Like, it never I even had, enters my mind. I had a few. Uh, oh hell, where was I? Um, golly, was it in Abilene? I had one. Always smooth like Keith Stone. Oh. Remember those commercials? Yes. Um, okay. Ooh, another bull rogger, Riley Duvall. I love Riley Duvall. Who doesn't? Would you rather ride Killer B in bareback ride in the bareback riding or take a horn to the rectum again? I would rather take a horn to the rectum than get on Killer B. <laughs> and here's why I've lived through the horn to the butthole. I have lived through it, but I honestly cannot imagine sticking your hand into a bareback rig and tied to that big mean bad son of a bitch like that would ruin your life yeah i would not i would not do you know the the butthole deal was horrible i spent two weeks in icu and uh but at the end of the day guess what both my arms worked yeah (laughs) okay i can't two weeks in icu would be a vacation compared to getting on that horse i would not get on killer b and killer b is one of the rank ones, but uh, when you have man, the best bareback riders in the world, turn her out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they Go say she's not worth lube, it. Lube me up and shove that old horn up in there because that's I, that ain't happening. I would, yeah, I would not get on the bee. Nothing against the bee. I think that's an outstanding animal. Five seventy. Um, read a record in Tucson, Arizona. Devin Riley. That horse has been amazing. Wade Sundale record lot in Oklahoma. The Bronc riding ninety four. Not for me. Have you nope. ever seen? Have you ever seen Killer B by herself? Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Blue jeans wants to know when we're having Heath on. We have tried. Um, so I don't know uh, if Heath probably really will. And Rump definitely doesn't want her, want him on because. Uh, He's afraid. You Heath, are. I'm not afraid of Heath. I would love to have Heath Stewart on. Heath Stewart He's got no filter when it comes to you. He doesn't. Um, for all you don't know, before Frontier Rodeo started, back in the day in Alva, Oklahoma, uh, Dan Mundorf ran Salt River Rodeo. Well, Salt River Rodeo's guy was Heath Stewart. Heath did all the, you know, pretty much what he does now. When Jerry Nelson bought Salt River Rodeo, Heath was kind of 
got bought in the mix. And, you know, Heath is one of the probably the most talented rodeo men of our time. I've known Heath a long time, and uh, Heath knows where the bodies are buried. But he thinks I'm a dumbass, <laughs> which he's right. <laughs> but, I mean, he tell like, I'm like, hey, you're listening to Rump Chat? I think Rump Chat's stupid. I ain't listening to your dumb shit. <laughs> like, yeah. In, in yep. a good way. So I don't think Heath will ever come on. Um, he offered kind of at Corpus Christi to come on, but he wanted a live show with no filter. And the thing about Heath is I know that I'm full of shit. I know that, right? <laughs> I'll embellish <laughs> Don't let, Heath will embellish my stories a lot. Like he will not tell the whole story to try to make me look silly. So while Heath is a friend, a great friend, and I love him dearly, uh, I don't know if Heath will ever be on due to the fact that he's going to try to make me look as bad as possible so he can make fun of me. So maybe maybe Heath's scared of the truth. Uh, yeah, right. I'm sure he is. But um, it's got to happen. But yeah, he won't do a show that's not live because he's afraid that you will force me to cut things out. Yeah. And at Corpus Christi, we all hung out at the Water Street Steakhouse or Oyster Bar. Mm-hmm. And I, he was about to. And I tell you what, uh, he's pretty funny. He's a he's like, hilarious. I love him. But he is he loves to get people in, in pickles. Like Yes. His he, favorite he, thing is to say the wrong thing. Him know? and Shannon are a lot alike. They like to throw that grenade in there and walk away. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? If Heath would want to be on, I'd love to have Mod Blue. Bring it. But uh, until he quits being a pussy. A <laughs> um, couple interview requests. Chuck Kite. Um, definitely. Oh, you know, I'd love to have Chuck I on. would love to have Chuck on for about seven minutes. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> Roger Mooney. Um, John Ross Ewing wants to know when Roger, I, we, we have tried with Roger. We, we, we got to get it at Sydney. It's just the hard thing is, is his hotel is like eight miles away. So it's not like he's right there. Um, Roger, his story, Roger would be outstanding. Um, let's see. I, um, I'm becoming a bigger Roger fan every year. I'm alive, honestly. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I mean, here we, here we go. Roy Doyle, you, me, Roy Doyle, walk into a Roy bar. fucking Doyle. Roy Roy Doyle. Who is your favorite pro official and who should replace them? <laughs> oh God. Oh, that's kind of mean, Roy. Um oh, I'll oh, get mine then, first. And then yeah, full Clayton Fulteen talks some crap. Allen and Butch are the best. Roy says they're not pro officials anymore. Clayton says they're still the most pro I've seen. <laughs> One of my favorite judges would have to be for uh, D. Wit Forest. Yeah, D. Wit. I think he's I fair. Like, I like. I yeah. I like a. I've got a lot of favorites. I, there, I can't say there's a lot of good guys. Like it's hard to narrow down because I don't feel like there's one judge that I go. This guy's just. I love terrible. Jimmy Adams. Jimmy. Jimmy's. I. I love messing with Jimmy. I love Royd. Uh, but well, but you know, I don't know. It, I. I. I got a ton of great guys. Yeah, how can you like say which is the hottest girl at the party? You know? Yeah. But I mean, my favorite, D Wit Forrest. That's just my favorite. I like Brad Maddox, Sam um Sam, Sam Minnick, you bet. Um, of course Butch and Joe Bob Locke. Um there, there's so many good ones out there, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of bad um, ones too. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, John Armstrong, uh, good old friend from uh, Dallas area, former firefighter, bull guy. He says, you run sound and Hambone run the barrel for, as an experiment. I'm game. I would do it. I'd do that. I'd do that. I could, I could rock the sound, and you know how I know. I, I've I would before. not do it. I would not do it with a bunch of barrel mashers, though. I gotta tell you. Yeah, getting um, smashed in the barrel is not ex- exactly fun. It's not like that awesome experience. But uh, Gentry Frederick, uh, who is a uh, Fusker fan from Nebraska, ooh, another gold buckle seltzer. You look good with that. Um, what is single handedly the craziest thing you've ever seen? Uh, happen during the perf. Ooh. Can I go first? Yes, please. You do. were there. San Angelo, Texas, 2018. Uh, yep. Amen. Amen. This is mine too. This is we mine too. Tell the, the story. Mannequin dance act where we drag the mannequin into the arena and we say, we're going to, this is a dancing robot and we're going to bring three people in to dance with this robot and they're going to uh, dance with it. And then the, the best dancer is going to win something. So after they dance with the mannequin for a minute, I say, you know what? Let's just vote on it. We drag the mannequin out. In the meantime, we have somebody exactly like the mannequin, dressed like the mannequin. We drag them back in solid so it looks like the mannequin is still in the arena so the people don't understand that this is not the same. This three group of ladies, the first lady... Uh, danced really good, kind of provocative, whatever. The second lady was an older lady, and she danced pretty hardcore. She did a lot of bumping and grinding, really got into it. And the third lady just went over the top. She walked up, and in the, in the rules, I say, you can't touch the mannequin. N- no, was- <laughs> I'm stopping you. I'm stopping yeah, you. I'm stopping you. You did not say this at this point. I feel like I did. No, you did not. And it's not your fault. You just didn't expect this to happen. <laughs> so the second lady, like Boyd says, at one point in time has seen a stripper pole and been on one. So she'd been a few years out. She though. danced and she grinded it down. And it was great. So you guys, you know, you and Boyd were really putting on the circle. You better do a lot. You better bring it because that that right there. Oh, my gosh. You You guys put the pressure on her. But not to do anything bad, but just that she better step up. Right. This girl who was, uh, oh, I would say, you know, a little north of 160, probably. And uh, most of it on the south end of her body. And um, she grabs, she walks up also seductively. On Saturday night with a sold on Saturday out crowd. night, this it's packed house, and she grabs a mannequin, throws the mannequin down, sits on it, straddles it on the crotchial area, on the crotchial area, and I mean grinds it, I mean puts dimples in her butt cheeks, grinds it. To which I shut the music off and I get underneath the table. That's that is not a lie. I duck my head underneath my table where I'm at, and. I'm just listening to the awkward sound of the audience. There is 50% of it laughing their ass off. And there's also 50% of it going, um, yeah, no, it's not appropriate. And nothing is being said. 
until Boyd said, and you're looking, I, and I finally look back up, and you've got that stupid, dumb look on your face. <laughs> of like, oh, my God, what just happened? And you're staring at Boyd like, please help. Like, I you are pour. like, you are like a passenger on the Titanic right here. It's going down. It sucks. And Boyd just oh, says, Doug. in 30 years of announcing, I've never been speechless until right now. <laughs> this gal made love to the mannequin in the middle of the arena. I mean, not, not making love like easy, like not easy like Sunday morning. It was uh, dirty to me. Yeah, this was like Motley Crue after a line of cocaine. I want some Zimas. I mean, it was on and oh, so uh, bad. <clears throat> Boy, Boy says he goes. I wish I would have said. Want to get away? <laughs> oh my gosh! To this day, was... that's been the of all the crazy things. After tackling the streaker, after having the the couple refuse to get married in the arena, like of everything I've never seen, anything. or the weird guy in Prescott just walk out and want to, you know, <laughs> yeah. of all the weird shit, that is by far the weirdest. Because I don't know, I, I don't want to get too sexually explicit, but this chick was banging that mannequin hard. Yeah. It was, like, it was like, it was like, you know, it was like, I mean, picture, you know, back in the day being 15 years old, you know, it was like that in the back of the, you know, the Ford Taurus or the 16 years old. No. And the no, 1989 like Ford Taurus. 240 year old you? people in the parking Not lot. you? Okay. <laughs> it was way more violent than that. 40 year old. So it, <clears throat> anyway, that, that, that's by far for me too. Yeah. 100%. Sex with a mannequin. Yep. Number one. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. TJ uh, Corco would be a great episode. That would definitely be a rum chat raw. We need to line that up during the NFR. Um, let's see. Uh, give me your thoughts on the Cowboy Channel. No, we already know that. Uh, Shelby Cornelius, what, what do you do when your call when your college football team has the worst offense in college football Ooh, maybe that's asking one for, you. for a friend maybe that's one for you um, <clears throat> i want to address this <laughs> this is the most embarrassed i've ever been of my beloved hawkeyes when you have a guy making a million plus dollars or close to it and he absolutely is failing at his job and did last season they 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 had some, they made the Big Ten championship, but you lose Charlie Jones, the special teams um, player of the year in the Big Ten, and goes to Purdue, and his first game has a hundred and some yards and two touchdowns, and his multiple touchdowns every game. Their best receiver, their best their best offensive weapon, is now in Purdue. Um, you had another guy leave, Tyrone Tracy Jr., who went to Purdue. So there's something, there's a culture there on the offensive side of the ball that's not good. When you're losing players like that, um, it's very sad. Our defense is top notch. It is every year, but they are they 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 kick ass. But even Michigan, who's a way better football team as a whole right now, you know they held them till well they got some junk points at the end as 27, but they pretty much held them to 20 points the whole game. But you you can't hold teams like that like they lost nine to six to uh freaking illinois who has the number one defense in college football 
and they're very much improved, but it's just, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. The only person more wrong and keeps their job is a, a meteorologist. What and they make the, probably about $30,000 a year. But you know what, though? No matter what happens with Iowa, they didn't get beat. They didn't get shut out by Texas. <laughs> How bad would no, it No, it wasn't 49 to nothing. Yeah, but you know what? After their bye week is this coming weekend, and then they got to go to Ohio State. Yeah, not going to be fun. I, what, though? I, Who cares about sports? It's all about the camaraderie. Well, you know what? I'm go. You know, go KU. I was rooting for him. We got beat by TCU barely. Yep. <clears throat> Not a big deal. So anyway, thank you, Shelby. Um, you can suck off. it. <laughs> um, let's see. Troy Krauser, the old Bronkrider. Troy Krauser, South Dakota boy. Could you tell the bomb burrito story when you were going to college in college in Alva? I think you've told that, haven't you? No, we've told maybe that, not. Troy. We've told okay. that several times. Gosh dang, Troy, get on board with it. Scott Fry, always good for a comment. Rump, I have problems with my next door neighbor's oldest son. He's always smart, smart alecky, and real wise guy. You've probably met the type before. I even tried to be nice to him by fixing him a nice bologna sandwich with premium bologna, and he's he just stared hold on, at me and refused it. What should I do? So funny thing is, the guy he's talking about, his neighbor's oldest son is me. <laughs> <laughs> after the uh after the sex story that we told with the uh uncle kevin episode of rump chat about the bologna sandwich uh scott knows i'm not gonna eat bologna after what i've seen sexually uh as a young boy when i saw um well you have to listen to the kevin davis episode to, to understand what i saw it was not me i was not involved but so scott fry loves to bring me bologna sandwiches. And I, like I said, I've not ate a bologna sandwich since 95. They will bring over bologna sandwich when I'm parked at my dad's house because we're neighbors and they will, uh, like tape it with duct tape to my door, but it is premium bologna. And, uh, <laughs> Scott, you're an asshole. You're an but asshole. I am going to be in Remington Fry's wedding in <clears throat> November. And, uh, I will discuss this. Uh, yeah, we uh, we uh, he invited me and Witten Gus, and uh, we actually sent him some margarita glasses. So, hey, here yeah, we go. We're not going to be able to make it. So anyway, uh, Kevin Heffley, what's the best Mark Miller quote from 1992? God, there's I should know this. Mark Miller worked for my dad. Hmm. I can think of one, but it's not one I want to say without being a raw. So. Mark W. Miller. Uh, that might be for a raw. So tune back in on that. Um, Uncle Tommy. What about Uncle Tommy? Or is he not funny enough? We got, well, mm. we've got to do that. Let's try to do that next week. Well, yeah, but Uncle Tommy, we're not going to pay. You. If we don't pay uh, Sage Kimsey, um, JB Mooney, Tim O'Connell, uh, you know, Donnie Gay, Bob Tallman, boy, Paul Hamas. We don't pay Josie Jewell, middle starting middle linebacker, kicking ass for the Broncos, who has a terrible offense, by the way. But go, go outlaw. We're not Uncle Tommy you. will be on soon. Okay. Um, he called me the other day just to check on me. <clears throat> Mark Gill, if you were going to party in White Wranglers, what is one tip you would give people? Um, uh, not to shit yourself. <laughs> 
<laughs> did you shit your pants? No, no, no. Me and Mark Gill, they're in the Thermopolis Cowboy Rendezvous in Thermopolis, Wyoming. We went to the bar and we, uh, me and Mark, we're not bar guys. We're not go to the bar and hang out. But for some reason, when you rode on Thermopolis, which is actually a pretty fun place to be in June, we went to the bar and uh, both being older in our rodeo careers, we were over the, you know, get stupid phase. Yeah, there was yeah, a guy yeah. there, 21 years old, that had on white Wranglers that pooped himself. And uh, he didn't know it. And it had faded through his Wranglers, his white oh, no. Wranglers. And he just kept partying. <laughs> like, shit his pants. And never stopped rocking. And so me and Mark went up and told him, like, dude, you, uh, hey, you shit your pants. He's like, no, I didn't. You did, bro. So oh, I would say no. if you're going to, if you're going to party till you shit your pants and white Wranglers, just know that people are going to know. <laughs> it's it's hard <laughs> to bend don't over forget. to the front. <laughs> you know that song, bend over to the front, touch your toes, bop the ass up and down again. He was bent over to the front in his poop stain in those white Wranglers, just oh, in the no. air. So, yeah, don't do that. Do not do that. Um. Okay. Well, that's good advice. Yeah. Um. Um, related to neighbors, a nice couple moved into our neighborhood a few years back. This is Chuck Greenwood. The gentleman seems to be very overmarried and seems to drink a lot of gold buckle beer. Most neighbors think somehow they are related to the witness protection program since they move around every week to a new city all summer long. What could be, what, what could they be doing? And can you give an overview of what's the summer's like on the road? Yeah. That's my That's neighbor, good. Chuck Greenwood of Greenwood Aviation of Ponca City. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Chuck. Oh, Think we I love- know. Hey, Chuck got in the barrel at, at Ponca's Pro Rodeo. Nice. Yeah. He designs airplanes and a uh, part-time barrel man. So Chuck Greenwood coming in hot. Um, which that's, which that's a, a aviation turn uh, coming in hot. Nice. William Hines, when's the Rump Chat playlist coming out? Hambone thought y'all were. It is. It's called Rump Chat Madness. It's on Spotify. So, yep, go get it. I haven't added to it in a while, so I need to. But, yeah, Rump Chat Madness on Spotify. William Hines. Jamie Willard, JR, let's have the details of Baldy Bill at K-State. Thoughts before, during, and after the ride. Baldy Bill was a bucket horse from Dale Hall. And for all you haters out there, I did make the college finals four times in the Bronx ride. So eat shit. I've got documented pictures. Hambo, you've seen them. Baldy Bill was the zinger of the day. Bucked everybody off. I was the third one to get on him with K-State College Rodeo. Jamie Willard, number one, bucked off. Jeff Willard. This back when Jeff had two good eyes. Ooh. Bucked off Jeff Willard, world champion Bronx rider. <laughs> I got on that dude on Saturday night in K-State, Manhattan, Kansas, and rode the shit out of that dude to the tune of 71 points. Everybody said I was going to buck off. Uh, I actually did buck off at the end. I landed on my face and uh, bled profusely. But um, I don't know of one Willard that ever made the whistle on Bollyville. So Jeff Willard, Jamie Willard, all the other Willards out there, actually most people in South Dakota that ride Bronx, Chet Johnson, Chad Furley, Chet Smith, uh, all you guys that out there in the ride Bronx, suck it. I was better than you in 02. 
So, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Julian Luna, have you or anyone pulled any pranks on Benny? If so, how'd it go? Uh, yeah. Still yeah. waiting on the big one. <laughs> yeah. I've pulled miniature pranks, but nothing. Hey, Al- Alan Olson. Oh, bullfighting Alan Olson. Oh, bullfighter Alan Olson. Rodeo 101 with Bronk and Alan on the Western Trails Rodeo Trail. That would be good. We That would be good to uh, Alan and, and Bronco on. That'd be awesome. If I could get them on with Kenny Berenger and talk about World's uh, or Western Trails Rodeo with Jerome Robinson. Man, you know, with all the people that Jerome Robinson has dealt with and all the lives he touched before he passed away, there could be nine episodes easily all about rodeoing with Jerome. Unbelievable. Yep. We got to get on that one. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, Kristen Lewis. Nice compliment for you. You were missed at the Pendleton Roundup. Any plans on coming back? Okay, so. Year. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you know. Uh, I love the Pendleton Roundup. It was, to the, I will always love it. It was a feather in my cap. Uh, Ty Campbell, who's a big Rump Chat fan, actually, he he's the one that got me hired. And uh, I went to Pendleton for my first time in 2014, which I got my card in 2011. So you can imagine that was a big deal to get the Pendleton Roundup. Mm-hmm. Um, scared to death. I will never forget when I got up there, I called Flint and I was like, dude, I screwed up. I shouldn't have booked this rodeo. I'm not prepared. You know, the Pendleton roundup for, if you've never been there, get there. It's amazing. But it seats 16,000 people. And there's a football field in the middle with a track around it. Like you're not close to anything. It's, you know, it's, it feels like you're a mile from one side to the other. And, uh, I got to give it up to Flint. Flint physically took me all around that whole place and showed me, Mm -hmm. okay, this is, this is where the season ticket holders, they, they don't get too involved. Uh, but they're, you know, they're, they're kind of involved over here. This is the sun bowl. This is where all the people from the Indian village come. Uh, they're usually pretty good to party. Uh, over here is all day sheet people. They don't care about what you have to say over here is tourists. They're going to sing and dance and have fun. So Flint took me around and showed me that place. And it was so cool. And I worked it from 2014 to 2021. And I, I loved every second of it. But it is the hardest place to work in the world. I've never been to a, a place where I felt like I didn't, you know, just kick ass. Because honestly, my my safety zone, my comfort is in coliseums and small areas. I'm more people on top of you ready to party. And so the Pendleton Roundup was hard to adjust to that. And I, I am beyond thankful to be there as long as I have because there's not hardly anybody that no, 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 I'm not saying this boastfully, but there's not hardly anybody that's worked the Pendleton Roundup as much as I have. Um, Nick Savoca and, and uh, Randy Brocker and, and all the good people there. I, I told them, I said, man, I'm, I'm going to take some time off just for the fact, too, it's it's in the fall when school starts. And, and uh, it's hard to get to Pendleton, Oregon from Fort Madison, Iowa. I mean, honestly. So to get a barrel up there, um, to have somebody drive a rig home, it, it logistically it's kind of hard it's actually really hard to make it yes. all work so yeah. and plus i never want to be the guy that stays somewhere too long you know even like at your rodeo san angelo i was like you know what i'm gonna take a break i'm gonna book some other rodeos let's let's mm-hmm. switch out you know i don't want to stay somewhere too long i'd rather always be wanted so i 
I told the the people, the great people at the Pendleton Roundup, you know, hey, I'm going to take some time off, and I'd love to come back in the future. But for now, my priorities in Ponca City, Oklahoma, to come home after Fort Madison, where I can take my kids to the first day of school and, and be part of my family and not have to, you know, have somebody fly to Cedar Rapids, drive to Cedar Rapids, pick them up, drive them back to Fort Madison. Then when Fort Madison's over, they drive my truck and trailer home while I catch a ride to, from Fort Madison to Cedar Rapids where I fly to Pasco, Washington, where I rent a car from Pasco, which I drive to Pendleton, which I meet a guy who brought my barrel from Oklahoma and then have my barrel there. Then when it's over, find a ride from my barrel back home while I drive back to Pasco on Sunday or Monday, depending on the flights to fly back to Oklahoma, like the logistically for a four perf rodeo, it's kind of a nightmare if you're not already up there. Like mm-hmm. if, if you're already up there, it's not that big a deal, but like the, just to get up to Pendleton and back is hard. And, uh, like I said, I've, I've, I love Pendleton and it'll always be one of my favorite rodeos, but it is the hardest one I've ever worked. And yeah. I, I feel great knowing that I've stepped away for a while on my own accord. I didn't get a plaque or didn't get asked to leave. I just said, I love your rodeo so much. I think I need a break, <laughs> you know? So maybe, maybe in the future I'll be back. But for now, this year during uh, Pendleton, I went to Abilene, Texas with, with uh, Tallman and, and Hambone. Had a great time. And guess what? On Sunday, I left my house Thursday morning at 8. I took my kids to school on Thursday and uh, was able to be with them in church on Sunday. So uh maybe it's not awesome, prestigious. <clears throat> maybe not prestigious as the Pendleton Roundup, but my family is more important than any rodeo and I kind of want to start trying to be home more in the fall when school gets back rolling. So yep. maybe in the future when the kids get a little older, but for now we're just chilling. That's perfect. Well, there's more questions. Um I gotta go make dinner for the fam damnly. I gotta take a dump. Okay, all right. So we'll get to your other questions. There's some really good ones. Like, um, if you were uh, commissioner of the PRCA, what was top five things on your agenda? That's great. We'll get into that later. Um, excuse me. Lunch is coming back up. Um, <laughs> exactly. So anyway, uh, big bear is great seeing you. Yeah. Um, don't forget, everybody uh, have, have, a gr- have a great day. Uh, the Mirage rump chat, a rump watch party is at the Mirage every day, starting at what time? Start at five o'clock and uh, pro a, fantasy rodeo. We have pro, rump chat league, yep. which we already have. We already have the title belts. I've got them with me. So big yep. things are coming at the NFR. Yeah, we're finalizing that. We need to finalize our, our prize package so we can get that going here when that gets announced. Um, um, rump chat live every day, eleven a.m. at the Cinch booth. Upstairs at Cowboy Christmas in the Las Vegas Convention Center. It's going to be wonderful. Um, so that's going to be awesome. Big thank starring. you, Goldbug. Starring. Jacob starring. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacob Moorhead, um, our, our dear friend um, and and resident uh, ball of joy. Going to be uh, helping us there. Um, Frost View. Michael Frost, we're going to have video screen. We're actually going to do this shit right for once. So um, we've already got some good stuff lined up. And then, um, yeah, thanks, Goldbuck Beer, for the drinks tonight. Uh, uh, Rodeopatch.com for all your patch needs. doesn't have to be rodeo. 
It could be, you know, your high school volleyball, gay, your you gay know. strip club that you have yeah. called Dipsticks. Yeah, Brent so, Sutton. Yeah. <laughs> God. Manscaped, don't forget Rump Chat 20. Holiday's coming around the corner. Forget the lawnmower version 4.0, which, by the way, um, I dropped and broke my lawnmower, so I need another one. Uh, if we could get that done, that'd be awesome. But I'll go to manscaped.com and enter code RUMPCHAT20 and get 20% off. Yep. So we've got that. Uh, Pendleton Whiskey, thank you. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, We'll see y'all. Thanks for listening, Rump Chat. Rump Chat. Adios. <laughs>